0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group. And this is Mentoring Monday. Uh, We're also on the KLE podcast. And welcome to the podcast listeners to this episode as well. We are talking about Kingdom Leadership Equipping. Equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset. It's not your ordinary church message. The thing about the Kingdom of God is you've got to have the key to knowing how to enter the kingdom of god jesus said you've got you you will see the kingdom you will enter the kingdom but then you've got to live in the kingdom but it seems like many struggle with just the entry just the the seeing part of the kingdom of god and then to actually partake of everything that's in the kingdom to enjoy what's in the kingdom, we've got to have this powerful element or this powerful force or this powerful key called faith. It seems to be the most mysterious thing that the church has ever arrived at. Everybody's got a definition of faith like they do on leadership. Everybody's got a definition. And the problem is, is that without a real understanding, it's not hard, I'm telling you, it's not complicated, we overcomplicate things, it's simple, faith is a simple thing, and yet we overcomplicate it, and in that overcomplication, in all the noise that has infiltrated this key, we actually get left out of our inheritance, we get left out of our, the promises that are ours, we get left out of what we can be and should be living and reduce everything to trying to understand things academically. We cannot. We cannot understand things with knowledge, not with human knowledge. Jesus said it's... He, he didn't say the truth will set you free. He said you shall know the truth that will set you free. And so it's the truth that you know that sets you free. And that knowing is not an academic mind-like computation within the mind. It's a knowing of knowledge, of truth, that in fact changes your thinking, changes your mind, changes your thinking processes so that you begin to act differently. So the scripture I want to look at today is, in fact, this one that I quoted in the top line is in fact uh, Matthew chapter 8 where Jesus is speaking to the centurion so welcome if you are here for the first time welcome if you are turning on right now attending or joining us on the video right now or welcome if you're coming later I pray that you'll spend time in these, these uh, revelations, you'll spend time in this content. You'll spend time in the Word and get this part of you so that you begin to live the kind of life that Jesus has called you to live as a kingdom leader. All right, so if we're talking here in uh, Matthew chapter 8, we're, talk, we're looking at from verse 5 to verse 13, and again I'm reading... Uh, some of it from the uh, Message Bible, because I think the Message Bible really lays out things really clearly, or not clearly, but it really says it um, in a different way that really just captures my heart anyway. And so it says from verse 5, it says, And as Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, a Roman captain came up in a panic and said, Master, my servant is sick. He can't walk. He's in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. No, no. Oh, no, said the captain. I don't want to put you to all that trouble. Just give the order and my servant will be fine. I'm a man who takes orders and gives orders. I tell one soldier, go and he goes. And to another, come and he comes. And to my slave, do this and he does it. Taken aback. Jesus says, I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel. Another translation says, truly I tell you, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works, that's Israel. This man is the vanguard of many outsiders who will soon be coming from all directions streaming in from the east, pouring in from the west, sitting down at God's kingdom banquet alongside Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then those who grew up in the faith but had no faith will find themselves out in the cold, outsiders to grace and wondering what happened. And then Jesus turned to the captain and said, Go, what you believed could happen has happened. At that moment, his servant became well. I want you to see this is that, Here's here's a centurion. The centurion represented the empire or the kingdom that was occupying Israel at that point in time. Was occupying Judah and, and Israel at that point in time. He represents the government of Rome in that place. He is a military man. And he has to conduct certain responsibilities and activities. He's been given an assignment in that occupied territory. And mostly it is to influence, to bring, and to maintain the order of that empire, of that kingdom, the Roman kingdom, the Roman empire. His government, his authority is Caesar and the whole Senate or the government of Rome. He has to represent them there. Because he's representing the government of Rome, what he says the soldiers have to do. He says, I say to one go and he goes and another one come and he comes Because I am under authority. What authority is he under? He's under the authority of the Roman government. He represents the Roman government. He's a centurion. And he says, I say, come. And he comes and I say to one, go and do this. And he does it. What he was saying to Jesus is just say the word, give the order and my servant will be fine. So this centurion has a servant. It's not even his own family. It's not his own child. It's a servant in his house. But his attitude is right. He wants to see that servant. In fact, if you go and read in Luke chapter 7, you'll see that the servant actually was paralyzed and was at the point of death. So he had contracted some kind of disease that was actually killing him and he was about to die. And the, the in Luke 7, it gives a little bit of a different account, but the same story. It says in Luke 7 that the centurion had got to hear about Jesus. Something about what how Jesus was, what Jesus was saying, what Jesus was doing and how he was doing it, resonated with the centurion to the point that he could say. You only need to give the order, because I understand giving orders. I understand what it is to represent a kingdom. When I give orders, things happen. Whether it's people within, you know, like my own soldiers, or whoever that I command, they have to do it. He says, but with the soldiers under me, I tell this one go, he goes, and to this one come and he comes. And I say to the to my servant, do this, and he does it. So he had an insight into what Jesus represented, and how Jesus represented an empire. How not an empire, but a kingdom. He understood. Jesus' representation of that kingdom. He understood that. And so he could relate to that. He he, he heard Jesus. He saw Jesus. And therefore he, he knew that Jesus, if Jesus gave the order, this disease would have to leave. There's authority backing what Jesus did. Because he doesn't say... I am under you, therefore just say, he says, I too am a man under authority. In other words, I too understand what it is to represent a, gov- a government from another place that's occupying here. I understand what it is, <clears throat> excuse me, to give orders that's going to bring about influence into this realm. I understand that. Therefore, just give the order and something is going to happen. Just give the order and my servant will be healed. Jesus Jesus is amazed. Jesus, it says, Jesus was taken aback. Another translation says he was amazed. And he turns to the people following him. He turns to people around him and he says, I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel. He says, another translation, I've not found anyone in Israel with such, not not just faith, great faith, developed faith, faith that obtains, faith that gets, faith that moves things, faith that connects. The centurion was connected to his government in Rome. And that's why when he said, go, they go. When he said, come, they come. When he said, do this, they do it. He was connected to his government, rightly related, rightly positioned to his government, rightly representing his government. And therefore, when he spoke, something happened, something had to happen because otherwise those that were under his responsibility would be in trouble because he represented government. You understand? Jesus is representing government, and he, that's that's what he's equating it to. He's not talking about you see, we 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 view things from a church mentality, an institutionalized or organizational mentality. And therefore, we try and assimilate people or, or we assimilate kingdom principles into hierarchical men's thinking. It doesn't work. So we hear this. We we think we can apply this principle, this faith principle, with the wrong mindset, hoping to get the same results. It doesn't work. But when you understand The authority, the government that you represent. When you understand where your authority comes from, now you can begin to walk in that authority because you represent a kingdom government. You represent a king, a monarchy, not a democratic republic government. You represent a monarchy. You represent the king of the universe. Glory to God. And he has dispatched you. But it takes faith. Because Jesus equates this understanding of this centurion to great faith. Wow. This representation. Jesus equates to great faith. Speak the order. And healing will take place because I know and recognize that you represent government. You represent a kingdom government. You represent authority and therefore you have authority. And therefore you just have to give the order. It's not invested in just who you are positionally. But it's because you represent in relationally <laughs> you represent relationally that government and then you understand a centurion militarily is his two things he is positioned positionally but they his position relationally to the government of Rome and therefore when he speaks they have to listen not because within himself is anything great. He doesn't have any power within himself, but he represents all the power of Rome. As kingdom citizens, we represent, but we get it, we connect to it. It's the key, is faith. Jesus said, This is great faith. He said, Israel doesn't understand this. In the message Bible, I love it, he says. Israel, the very people who are supposed to know all about God and how He works, they don't get it. They say, I've not found this kind of faith in Israel. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how He works, they don't understand how the kingdom works. And therefore, there's no great faith in all of Israel. But here comes somebody that understands representation Of a government from another place. And he understands how faith works in the kingdom of God. He understands how the kingdom of God works. And Jesus said, man, I tell you that many are going to come from east, west and take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. That's the representation is from the kingdom of heaven, the place but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be this like turmoil. There's going to be this unhappiness, this discontentment. This, this That's not being missing heaven, you understand. This is being left out of the kingdom order. The representation of the kingdom of God. The place of, of authority, of dominion, of reign, of rulership. And Jesus says to the centurion, go, what you have, what you believed could happen, has happened. And at that moment, his servant became well. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. That man's faith was the connection. The whole of the kingdom of God, the influence of the kingdom of God is by faith. It's not by rules and obligations and laws. It's by faith. If you don't understand this concept, you don't understand how to release the rule and the reign, the dominion that you have, the authority that you have. You don't understand it until you're rightly related, rightly positioned as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That you've been translated into that kingdom and therefore you have kingdom citizenship. You, you don't have to process this. You don't, you know, here in this country as an immigrant, I've got to go through a process of four years and then passing exams. And then, you know, uh, I've got to qualify and, and I've got to get then my citizenship before I become a United States of America, American citizen. But those that are born here are citizens. They don't have to go through anything. You were born to be reborn as a kingdom citizen. Bam. By faith. The moment you accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord, it starts by faith. It's the key. It is the key. You enter that way. And Jesus said, unless you're born again, he said to Nicodemus, you will not see. The kingdom of God. So you enter by faith. You've been given the measure of faith. Not some, you know, way out there. Well, some have gotten, some haven't got. You've got the measure of faith. The problem is, is that the concept, our perception, our understanding. All of Israel understood these things, but they didn't get it. They couldn't relate it. That's why they couldn't relate to Jesus. Because Jesus wasn't coming to bring a physical organization. He wasn't coming to bring a religious organization. He was bringing and representing the kingdom of God. Change your mind. Repent for the kingdom of God is here. Or the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was now going to influence. And it means a change of mind. They didn't get it. When you read what Jesus did, every time he speaks about faith, he's talking about understanding the kingdom of God and what I'm representing. If we can get this, if we can just get this, it's by faith. This is not he, he now, this scripture has been used to keep people oppressed and keep them under. I did it. I'm ashamed of some of the things that I did. <laughs> but I told people, you cannot walk in powerful faith unless you're submitted under me as your leader or your pastor. It's not talking about that. This is a sad thing. Jesus didn't say, well, because you're not from Israel, and you're not under the Jewish law and the Sanhedrin. You got no faith. You cannot get it. Even that woman that was asking for a daughter to be healed from the de- demon. What was she, what woman was she? I can't remember. Anyway, but you know the one I'm talking about. And Jesus said, man, the, you know the bread is not for 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 um, those outside. It's only for the children. And he said, yes, but crumbs fall off the table. So that the dogs can eat. He said, oh yeah, the bread is not for the dogs, but for the children. And she said, well, the, even the dogs eat the breadcrumbs at the bottom of the table that fall off the table. And he, and he said to her, he said, woman, great is your faith. <laughs> Go, your daughter is healed. She wasn't even in, in the system. She wasn't under a rabbi or a San, the Sanhedrin or the high priest. She was a Canaanite woman. That's the one. She was a Canaanite woman. Totally removed from the commonwealth of Israel. But her faith. Her faith. Because she recognized Jesus was giving out something. Because he represented something. We, we just. We're so myopic in our view of things. We're trying to look through a keyhole with both eyes. And we're not seeing anything. Let's stop demanding this natural, carnal kind of thinking and begin to get into a kingdom mindset and understand what Jesus was bringing. This man got his miracle. His servant was healed from the point of death simply because he understood how the kingdom of God works. He understood it. Now, today is Mentoring Monday, which means I'm really talking to you in leadership. And I'm saying one is that people do not have to bow to you. You cannot oppress people and call it authority, kingdom authority. It's not. Set them free. Help them relate to Christ as the source. Help them facilitate them relating to the King. Who has the authority. All authority has been given to me. In heaven and earth. Jesus said. Go therefore. Help them relate to the source of their authority. Bring them into a place of understanding. What it is. To follow Jesus. To seek first his kingdom. To walk in in righteousness. To understand how you relate to God. Well, there's so much about that. That's number one. Number two is understand the dynamics of the kingdom of God. Because that's when your faith goes from just being average faith to being great faith. Great faith because you represent the government of heaven. Go look at that scripture again. When you're walking into wherever you are, in whatever ministry, whatever business situation you're in, It's so much bigger than you, so much bigger than where you are, your organization, the institution, your job, your role, whatever you're walking in. It's so much bigger. It's the kingdom of God, much bigger. And because it's the kingdom of God, we can walk into that and rule and reign by faith not by works, not by law, not by obligation, not by standards of perfection, but by faith. And the more you understand how the, how you relate to the kingdom of God and how the kingdom authority works, that God is king, we're related to him, we represent him as citizens, of his kinship, bringing the kingdom of heaven to influence the earth, bringing the rule of God into the earth, which is the kingdom of God. When we understand that, we operate in great faith that begins to move with great authority and great power. Power is something we have; it's what facilitates the authority. Glory to God! You. You can have power, but if you've got no authority, you've got nothing. Jesus said to the disciples, I'll give you power and authority. You see, power is the might to exercise miraculous supernatural occurrences. It's the ability, it's the capacity. But if you don't have the authority, which is the right to use the might, you've got nothing. But you cannot have authority because you have position, because you have title, or because you're in a flow chart, in a hierarchy, because you have a title, because you've got something behind your name, because you've got a business card, or because you've got a special parking place it's black on your door, or because you've got a, a special man's, or whatever, or because you've got a certain number of people. You do not have authority. You can exercise tremendous Manipulative techniques and strategies. You can exercise tremendous uh, persuasive ability. But you do not have authority. Authority comes from representing the kingdom of God. Understanding how the kingdom works. Because that's when you rule and you reign with authority. I don't know about you, but this is like, revolutionary, transformational to me. I'm, I'm begin, Something is beginning to birth inside of me to say something has to change. Something has to shift. I want something to shift for me. How about you? I'm starting, when I looked at the scripture, I said, I can see something that the centurion saw and I haven't seen it yet. When he looked at Jesus, he understood authority. He understood; therefore, faith. See, if we, we try and conjure up and explain it. You can't explain it. It's a force. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, we can grasp something of it. It's persuasion. Be it's being convinced. You know, being fully persuaded. Romans chapter four says. Being fully persuaded. Pistis is faith. And you know, even in that, it's like the words fail to describe the force of faith. It's like love. Agape cannot even begin to encapsulate the force of our Father's heart and nature. And yet it's so there that when we walk in it, When we walk in the the principles of it, in the keys of it, when we we walk in the understanding of it, the revelation of it, when we walk in the, the illumination of it, something begins to happen. We don't have to think about it. We shall know the truth. The truth will set us free. It's the truth we know. And so something knowing happens on the inside of us. This centurion, I'm sure he didn't sit down and say, okay, first teach me what is the concept of faith. What he did was, He said, I know this. And Jesus said, great faith. Get you and let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. If you're in leadership today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, in the marketplace, in business, whatever, is you do not have rule and dominion over people. You understand? That's not the point here. The point is not bringing people under your authority to to show them how great you are. The point is to understand kingdom dynamics. You can rule and reign where you are right now with authority, exercising the supernatural ability and power, the miraculous power of God into your business, into your will. You can see signs and wonders, people healed, people delivered, but not only that, God will give you positioning for resources God will position you for wisdom, for understanding that you can touch. You see, we think we get, we arrive in business so we can get money, so we can give it into our church. That's not what it's about. We've got to get out of this papal mentality. We've got to get back to the the concept that our job is to influence, bring the kingdom of God into wherever we are and see people transformed, people touch, people's lives shaped. And moved by the rule, the reign, the authority of the kingdom of God. Because that is great faith. (laughs) We've got to begin to do that. If you're in business, that's what you're called to do. That's what you're called to do. Now resource comes. Resource comes because we're about our father's business. Not because our business is to make money. If money is the only objective of your leadership, you're in trouble baby. You are you are dealing with a minuscule little part of everything. We've you've missed the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has the resource. And when you bring the dominion of God into every area of your life and into this world, I'm telling you resource begins to flow. We want we think money And I did that too. Oh, God help me. I did that. I I said to business people, you're out there to make money so you can bring it into the church. I said, Jesus. That's so limited. That's so myopic. It's so narrow-minded. God's got the resource. But our, our assignment and our task in whatever area of leadership we find ourselves in, is influence with great faith. Faith is the key. Faith is the key to the kingdom. There are other keys in the kingdom, but faith is the key to the kingdom. Without faith, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter. But when you're in, every other key... In the kingdom works by faith. We've got to understand that. Go on and have a look at the scripture again. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 to verse 13. Meditate on that. Have a look at it again. It's not about man's authority. It's about kingdom authority. It's being rightly related to the king and the kingdom. Being rightly related to the government that you represent. The centurion saw Jesus represented a government. And therefore, Jesus said to him, You have great faith. The people that are supposed to know this don't even get it. You've got great faith. (laughs) It's not hard. It's just not hard. It's repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not hard. It's just changing your thinking. Oh, my word. Love you guys, man. Thanks for being with me. Just, this is so powerful. I'm telling you, it brings tears to my eyes. It's so awesome. It's just so awesome. <laughs> when, I, when I think of this, it's the, the dynamic of this is so powerful. Glory to God, I just feel like God is in this place right now. I'm so fired up. Please, God. We need some people out there with great faith because they understand who they represent. They don't represent a church. They don't represent a system or religious organization because they represent the government of heaven and influencing with the kingdom of God where they are. Great faith. You've got great faith. You can walk in great faith. He said to the disciples, you're worrying about what you eat, what you drink, what you wear. He said, the pagans hunt after these things. He said... Where is your faith? In other words, it's like you've got underdeveloped faith. In fact, when you when walked on the water and they all got like blown away, he said. You got guys have got such small faith because you've got underdeveloped faith. You've got faith, but it, you've not developed it. You've not you're not relating this thing properly. The disciples didn't even get. That he was representing the kingdom. They thought he was going to bring a physical kingdom. The centurion gets it. He gets great faith. <laughs> the people of Israel didn't get it. Show us a shine. Show us a shine. So we can see that the kingdom is going to come. You're going to remove the Romans. That's what they were asking for. Show us such big signs that the Romans will be chased down. And goes, well, you're an adulterous, carnal out of whack generation. You don't get it. You don't get it. You, have you got no understanding? You said to them. <laughs> a centurion comes along, not even of Israel, He doesn't understand law, not under the Sanhedrin, not under any priest, high priest in any synagogue. He built a synagogue for them because he had, he, he was kind to the people. He had a right heart. And he goes, yeah, but he does, he's not in the system at all. And what he goes is, I see what you represent. I know the government you represent. It's not of this earth. Jesus says, Great is your faith. Great is your faith. You get what you ask for, you get what you want. BAM! Oh, baby. We're we living short, man. We're living short. Get the kingdom. Amen? All right. <laughs> I've gone over time. But man, I'm, ex- I'm fired up. This thing has fired me up. I'm telling you. I sat down here and I looked at when I was thinking of the scripture. I thought, like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to present this, but I hope it comes out okay. I hope it comes out with clarity. I hope people get this because... This is so awesome. I've been thinking about this all night. And I, honestly, I, I don't have notes. on it. you know, I, I just sat down in a camera and I was, okay, I'm just going to start speaking. I just felt, sensed the Spirit of God moving on this message, man. I'm telling you. Leaders, listen to me. Move in great faith. Understand your position. Understand your alignment. Don't have dominion over people. Dominate circumstances, the situation, the responsibility, the functions that you have. Move within the realms that God has given you and bring the kingdom of God to where you are. Great is your faith to do that. Amen. All right. So, hey, all you guys man such good stuff to have you with me i'm so grateful uh, that you guys hopped on and to all those that're coming later hey kle podcasters all your listeners out there thank you for being with me for today and i trust that you'll listen to this a few times and really get it into your heart and until it you it just overtakes you until you can see it and live it and experience it in every facet of your life being a kingdom leader Hey, Kingdom Leadership World, be the leader that you are called to be because the world needs you right now to bring the kingdom of God. The people are looking for the kingdom. They're not looking for meetings, man. They're not looking for meetings. They're looking for the kingdom of God. Great to have you with me. God bless you guys. This is Sean saying uh, goodbye until next time.